0: The 5AA player lets you stream 5AA on your phone wherever you are.
1: 5AA Mornings with Matthew Pantelis. It is 23 minutes to 12 o'clock. Let's talk about our beaches. And, and we have done from time to time. And at the moment, the Your Say website is open to, uh, to put your opinion forward about how we combat uh, erosion on our beaches here in the metro area. Uh, The state government launching a comprehensive independent review of long-term sand management options in December last year and the advisory panel shortlisting three options. One is dredging, the other is a sand pipeline to move sand around and the third is sticking with the current arrangement of moving sand along the coast using trucks as well as delivering quarry sand to beaches that are battling coastal erosion. The 12-month uh, scientific review, building on previous investigations, data and analysis of beach management, exploring interstate and overseas examples of how they've managed their coastal areas there the independent advisory panel chair is mark sell who is here in the uh, the studio with me mark good morning to you good morning matthew how are you this morning all right thank you for your time yeah, pleasure.
2: what would happen if we didn't move sand ah well we'd have phenomenal erosion i mean mm. We'd be actually losing the foreshore, the roads. The really? Yes. Really? Yes. So it'll, what's under the sand? Just more sand. More sand and, <laughs> and stones and um, right. clay and heaven knows what else. Okay. But, yes. but uh, yeah, we, we really do need to look after our coastline to look after all our investments and roads yeah. and buildings along that coastline So as well.
1: we've seen West Beach, for instance, which is probably the most critical of any of the beaches from, mm. you know, Largs down to... I don't know, Moana or wherever, where the, the water is right up to the, um, the, uh, the structure there, the kiosk that has been rebuilt at the moment, and, and that you look at photos from even 10, 20 years ago, that beach has vanished Yes,
2: it's that's It's just right. vanished. Yeah, it's incredible isn't it? But it's a very dynamic system mm. I mean, 70% of the globe is water. Yeah. And so we're only we're, we're standing or sitting now on 30% what is 30% land mass mm. and uh, once storms come wind etc, that's a very dynamic zone, the coastal zone
1: Yeah, indeed. Okay, so even though we're protected essentially by having the gulf what, what 50 60 k's across it's it, you'd think as opposed to other parts of the country that are looking out over oceans um we'd be somewhat better off but clearly not
2: well we are uh? but still when we get those big storms yeah they, uh, and the south westerlies <coughs> for our coast i mean the east facing coasts don't get hit as hard as us yeah and so they can whip up pretty decent sized waves and King Tides, yep. cetera So yeah, it's pretty. I mean, you look back over fifty years. I think the Coast Protection Act was brought in about nineteen seventy-two or thereabouts. Right, and that was a result of massive storm damage down this coast. And okay. And the state government at the t- of the day realised that we actually really do need to protect this. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, seeing how much we've lost, uh, especially. So the Adelaide Beach Management Review, um, just tell us what that is, firstly. I mean, well, I, I kind of summed summed it up a bit. but Yeah, I thought you summed it up
2: very well, Matthew. Okay. Um, well, it, it's an independent review, mm. and it needs to be very transparent. I mean, the... the there's lots of views out there there's a lot of passion around our coastline and my understanding is the incoming government uh, gave an undertaking to review what was the sand pipeline option Yeah, and there were some concerns being raised about it so and it'd been the option had been developed a f- number of years ago and so the state government said well let's look at is anything changed in that period of time? Mm. Are we up to date in terms of our understanding of the coast? And so let's do a full scientific review of it. And so that's what we've got. Yeah. And um, we've got, we've got three parameters we're working to. We've got to come up with a sound option mm. that, you know, international research practice, all that sort of stuff's got to come into it. So it's yeah. got to actually work and it's got to avoid environmental harm, but it also needs to respect the communities along the coast, Matthew. That, these issues can be divisive in, a, in communities, and that's not, my understanding of the brief, yeah. is we've got to find a solution that minimises the disruption to all the communities along the coast. We don't want to do damage to relationships on the coast. We mm. actually want a solution that um, people can live with okay. and, and support each other.
1: And this is obviously open at the moment for people to have their say on what the best of those three options are.
2: Yeah, and there's combinations. With all up there's about seven. Okay. But they're really built around, do we dredge, yep. do we have a pipeline, or do we stick with trucks? And you can do you know, dredging two or three different ways. You can do a pipeline with sand yeah. coming from dredge or sand coming from trucks.
1: Presumably, then, if if the combination of those three options is what's on the table, each must be pretty much um, same pros and cons.
2: Similar. Yeah. I mean, it's different for different people. So it depends where you live on the coast. Yep. There's the impact of trucks coming on the coast sure. or where the pipeline goes and how the pipeline is actually supplied with sand so those they are all impacts that we need to consider how do you pump sand
1: for a start i mean it's not in water
2: a, <laughs> no in a slurry it's a bit like concrete right although it doesn't set like concrete but you've got to get a fair bit of water in it okay it's just a sand slurry and right you pump it down oh, the off it goes so it needs the water right that makes sense water, yeah.
1: laurel's called in from christie's beach with a comment or a question hi laurel hi
3: how are you matthew yeah, good, thank um, you. Why don't they put groins in? Now, there's groins
2: at Victor Harbour, and we used to live right on the beach opposite these groins. And at times you couldn't even see these um, gro- uh, gro- uh, groins. They'd be covered with sand, and then you'd go and the sand would be gone. So they must hold back the sand. There's, I think there's three down there
3: in, in um, Bridge Terrace.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Laurel. thank you very much for that uh... That observation, and they they do work. Okay, they do work in certain six situations. The issues with groins is when there's pretty strong uh, action on the wave action and sand action uh, wind action. Hmm. Then it banks up behind one groin and then leaves a big gap behind the other. It also we've noted uh, a lot of the research on it is where you've got that sort of dynamic and people are trying to walk along the beach then they're sort of having to climb over groins and hop down the other side so it limits the beach walking to people that are reasonably uh, able mm. so if anybody's carrying injuries or requiring to push a pusher or whatever they, you know you with big thick wheels I'd imagine because it's going to imagine thin wheels on the sand yeah. but the groins can actually cause a problem so one of the the parameters we're looking at is just trying to make sure the beaches flow smoothly so people can move up and down it quite easily, Laurel. So, But groins are definitely an option in some locations, mm. but we haven't assessed it that way at this stage.
1: All right, Laurel, thank you. It's Stephen at Cowan Hi, Stephen. Oh
3: good morning, Matthew. I think I have the solution to this sand carting, and it's right in front of everyone's faces. Wow.
2: Yeah, fantastic. If you
3: go to Grange Getty... Yeah. Either side of the jetty there's fence lines running north and south. But between those fence lines either side of the Grange Jetty mm-hmm. forty plus years ago, they put little sections of uh, fence in a diagonal to the to the um, to the water line and they're only like six or seven meter lengths of fence and they put two or three sections either side of the Grange Jetty now the sand dunes are above the height of the jetty where it uh, used to be flat sand.
2: Mm. Okay. Hey.
3: I don't know who you would speak to to try and get any info on that. I suspect it would be Henley and Grange Council, which have closed now, but they would have put the sections of fence there. In the water? Uh, and the, no, it's up next to the um, next to the shoreline, right. next to the... Esplanade. Okay. But they've got a couple of little sections in a diagonal either side of the jetty. Right. And if you look at it now, those sand dunes are well above the height of the jetty where there used to be no sand dunes at all.
2: Hmm. There we are. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean whatever you put there to trap the sand as it's coming through will actually hold that, if you can get it to hold the sand, that's really good. But the issue is where's the sand coming from? And Mm. so this is where the West Beach issue is is the sand that's coming north is coming from West Beach. Yeah. But there's no sand supply or minimal sand supply into West Beach mm. to even trap at this stage, which is a problem for it, us. Is
1: that because of what's happened at Glenelg, the marina?
2: All the way down the coast. Okay. I mean, the whole, we've built structures and yeah. they've interrupted the flow. But still, nevertheless, I mean, I haven't looked at modelling beyond that, but, um, I mean, all the way down, Port Standback was yeah. built and then the Halle Cove Beach started to disappear. So yeah, yeah. All the way along when we built structures.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and we know what's on Hallett Cove Beach now. It's just rocks.
2: It's just rocks. As a result of that, obviously. Wow.
1: Um, Mike at Glenelg. Hi, Mike.
0: Yeah, hi. Um, Morning to both of you. Uh, Just wondering what consideration, if maybe it's already been done or I don't know, um, is been given to uh, use of a hydraulic model, um, similar to what they used in um, Cockney Bay for predicting what what the um, impacts are going to be on... Um, The different infrastructure they've built there Like the the runways, etc I mean it has to be a macro model Because it's a lot bigger than that But uh, has any consideration been given to a hydraulic model To see what the um, impact of uh, Or how the sand movements uh, are actually happening and, And what might influence them?
2: Mike, I'm not sure of the, of the methods that our Blue Coast consulting engineers uh, have used, but I need to talk to Evan about the modelling, but uh, it's pretty impressive when he gets up and talks about you know, the sand deficit and the average supplies over the years that's coming in naturally and how we've got to top up this deficit from time to time. And so he's done a lot of modelling, but I don't know whether he's done the one that you're talking about. Right.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and find out. Good on you, Mike. Thank you for that. We'll take a quick break. My guest, Mike's, uh, Mark Sell, from uh, the uh, Adelaide, beach management review is the independent advisory panel chair and you can have your say on the your say website in terms of uh, what you think whether it's a pipeline trucks or carting it essentially or dredging that is the answer to uh, our beach woes particularly around west beach where a lot of sand builds up in the semaphore Largs, taparoo osborne area and it's sand that should be some 15 kilometers further south that's what we've got to move. So uh, we'll talk about that. Daryl's called in as well. We'll go to a quick break and uh, back with Mark in just a second. The 2023 Australian Masters Games returns to Adelaide. From the 7th to the 14th of October, this multi-sport festival extravaganza is set to welcome more than 10,000 competitors from across Australia and around the world. Around the world. The Games continue to be a collaboration of sport and social fun that brings together the 30 and over community. It's the Best Value Sports Festival in Adelaide, all for $45. Book now, australianmastersgames.com. Let's play. Proudly supported by 5AA.
0: Did you know that Australians are more likely to be cremated than buried?
1: With 7 in 10 funerals now involving cremation? And the popular choice for a simple, dignified service that doesn't cost the earth? SimplicityFunerals.com.au I'm Ned, and I'm a geek. I'm no good at voiceovers, but amazing at fixing your tech problems. All geeks to you, techies work on any device and give great advice. For in-person or remote tech support, go to geeks That's the number two, the letter U. Now, well done to Brian from Ingle Farm. He's picked up the tickets to Paul McCartney. Not the tickets. He's picked up a chance to be on the standby list. That's what I should be saying. And on Friday... Uh, He may be announced along with everyone else on the standby list. So your chance to pick up or at least to be on that standby list and then... Get tickets to Paul McCartney. Stay listening uh, with uh, Angie McBride this afternoon. And you too could be on the standby list. It's all thanks to Frontier Touring. Paul McCartney's Got Back tour at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre Wednesday, October 18. Now, energy bills are so expensive, you kind of feel like you're pouring money down the drain every time you turn on the hot water tap. Well, EcoVantage could change that up in no time. They can swap out your existing gas or electric hot water system for an energy-efficient heat pump Can get this, for as little as $0, thanks to government-facilitated subsidies, you can save up to 70% on your water heating costs, which takes a big chunk out of your energy bills. Heat pump tech uses far less energy than old-school hot water systems. EcoVantage, make it so easy you wish you did it sooner, even if you're renting. Ditch your old hot water system, then sit back and save. Pump your energy bills down with EcoVantage. Head to EcoVantage.com.au to find out how T's and C's apply. Hi, Bronte
3: Manuel from Toop & Toop. There's a lot of speculation about the state of the Adelaide property market, from people coming out of favourable fixed-rate loans to the rising costs of building a home. Now more than ever, you need an agent with genuine experience who knows what it takes to navigate more turbulent times. With a history spanning almost 40 years and a team that has been through the highs and lows of the Adelaide real estate market, Toop & Toop knows what it takes to maximise your results in any selling conditions go to toop.com.au to find out more.
2: Adelaide Direct Stationers is more than just stationery. we're one of SA's largest suppliers of tech products, washroom products, PPE workplace health and safety equipment office furniture, food, snacks beverages and much more. We have all your office and business needs in one place with free next day delivery on orders over $50 plus same day 2 hour express delivery Adelaide Direct Stationers, serving SA's largest businesses and a preferred government supplier. Visit Adelaide Directstationers.com.au Footprints,
0: hundreds of them, thin ones, big ones, muddy ones in every room of your house. You might expect that from tradies when you're renovating, but not when you choose bathrooms by design. All our tradies, including tilers, plumbers, electricians and carpenters, are overseen by one project manager. They're flawless, meticulous and as coordinated as a ballet, but without the tutus. Reward yourself every day with a luxury bathroom. View our designs at bathroomsbydesign.com.au How
2: do you like your chicken? 100%
1: Aussie and RSPCA approved? That's how we like ours at Macca's. And it's what you'll find across our entire menu, like in our new McCrispy burger. Changing for the better, we're on it. Available from 10.30am at participating restaurants. See our website for details.
2: Stream 5AA in crystal clear sound at the touch of a button, wherever you are.
1: Matthew Pantelis on 5AA Mornings. 22 degrees in the city at the moment, 8 minutes to 12 o'clock. My guest from the uh, Adelaide Beach Management Review Independent Advisory Panel, the chair, Mark Sell, is here and uh, very important to jump on the Your Say website we'll, and have Your Say this week. It closes off on Sunday. Um, Mark, we've got Daryl on the line from Mount Barker. day, Daryl. Yeah, good
3: morning, Matthew, Mark. Um, I Listen, uh, Matthew, I might have said to you once before, but Our metropolitan coastline, this has to be one of the biggest ticks in our actual city. Um, It's superb. I've been driving the metro area for over 30 years, and the development along our coastline is just absolutely magnificent. And I brag about it, you know, with tourists coming into our city, what we've done, you know, the walking capacity. The whole coastline's just superb. But I actually thought they did pump the sand down from the north Mm. of the um, Peninsula, but yeah, vital uh, bit of infrastructure, and uh, I think it's an absolute asset to our city. Uh, the uh, what what has been done along our coastline. There, Matthew
1: yeah indeed Daryl. I I agree with you on beautiful
2: beaches here in Adelaide uh, have we
3: been pumping Mark
2: uh, the southern section really from Glenelg south yeah. down to Seacliff that's there's been a pipeline there for right. a number of years so that's uh, that's actually being pumped and okay. uh, a whole lot of sand was brought in from around Port Stanvac in the southern section just to build up a quantity of sand yeah. some many years ago but uh, yeah at this stage the northern beaches don't have a pipeline and that's what's on the table at the moment pipeline dredge or stick with the current right Okay,
1: automation. so so that's uh, and and obviously that pipeline. Then, if if that's the option, that's extended all the way up. Uh, yeah, well, it will certainly come to that top section. Yeah, yes, yeah.
2: from it'll Semaphore be, or whatever. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. all right. But uh, the enthusiasm. I mean, the, one of the beautiful things about this project is the enthusiasm that we hear from Darryl. yeah, and just mixing with so many people that are so passionate about the coast, it's it's, yeah. it's it's magnificent. This is probably out of your
1: remit but I have long thought, when you see you know, you started out of harbour on the Esplanade there, wouldn't it be great if one road went all the way down to, to Seacliff, yeah. for instance yes. uh, and or Merino and uh, just drive all the way down without yeah. coming off, zigzagging, coming <laughs> back you know, following an in and out sort of thing it would be fantastic. That's an anyway.
2: interesting project, that one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's why as I say out of your remit. Lou's called in from uh, Paynham South. G'day, Lou. Uh,
0: Morning, Matthew. Um, uh, Interesting conversation, an interesting review at the moment. Um, I went to the first coastal management conference in Corporate Quarry in the 80s, and um, listening to this current conversation, nothing has changed in terms of the options. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, we're dealing with the natural system, and we built over the dunes. And uh, the dunes would normally replenish the beach, which doesn't happen. Um, and the more development we have on the dunes, the less likely we're going to get uh, get any sand. So, yeah, look, um, uh, was, uh, I, 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 I commend the review. Um, unfortunately, it's we have these regular reviews, and we end up with us having the same conversation. So it's been nearly forty years, and we really haven't gone any further mm. closer to resolving how we manage it, but we do have a problem. It's called longitudinal drift. That means all the sand's always going to make its way to the breakwater outer harbour, mm-hmm. uh, and somehow you've got to get the sand from outer harbour back to the back to the southern beaches.
1: Yeah, well, that's in a um, nutshell, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's in a nutshell, and, you know, and um, I've got to say that I don't like the idea of dredging, so my view is pipeline... The pipeline is a great option, an expensive option. Uh, Trucking is probably the most most viable but people don't like trucks
1: yeah
0: uh, we have to, but the answer is we've got to get the sand yeah. from the north
1: to the south it sounds like you've got to pick one and jump on the website i reckon lou yes yeah, how, how do book. how do people do that mark where do they go
2: just go to your say website and uh the review is on there it's i think it's about the third item listed okay. on there third or fourth item and it'll take you through the full history of it as well as they take you to the survey so you can fill out a survey. If you want to appear before the panel, put in a submission Mm. and fill out the form because the panel will be holding a couple of days of hearings and and we welcome um, submissions. So if
1: you're a residence group, for instance, with concerns about trucking, just for Abs- argument's sake.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So pop a submission in yeah. if you've got some key issues or any issues or just to make sure that your concerns or ideas are heard yeah. and by all means um elect to speak to that submissions because we'll be hearing.
1: Alright, so the next step, so so submissions, uh, hearing potentially, what happens? Who makes the final decision? Well, we make a recommendation based on what
2: comes out of the mm. independent review but that's a state government decision so that'll okay. go to the state government. So it'll be cabinet essentially yes, that decides what to happen and, and you'll put the science before them. Yeah, exactly. We report through to the Attorney-General. All right. And so the Attorney-General will carry uh, whatever it is that comes out of this.
1: Okay. The The issue with dredging, what, what can, I mean, Lou talks
2: about, you know, probably not the way to go. Why wouldn't you, for instance? Well, it's an interesting one because um, we have some information on the quality of sand that's available, so of course we dredge out for the uh, shipping channels mm. and there's some indication that some of the dredging there indicates there could be viable sand in that area but we haven't looked further afield and so it's an interesting one because we look we're taking I mean the scale of it's is, is, you know, minor but yeah. we're taking sand from land which is 30% of the surface yeah, of the earth yeah and we're looking at possibly taking sand from the bottom of the ocean or from the ocean floor, which is 70% right. of the surface of the earth. So it's an interesting mix in there. Okay. But we, if we recommend the dredging option, there still needs to be work done on sources of sand, because oh. if it's near shore sand, we've got a pretty good idea, but if we need to go further afield, yep. we need to do a bit more research.
1: Okay. Mark, great meeting you today. We've spoken before, and a fascinating discussion, and as you can see from the call, it's just everyone's got a view on how we should look after our beaches, but we certainly should. It's the ultimate answer.
2: It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, like it
1: is, it and there. days like today. Can you imagine what it's like down off Henley at the moment? Oh, we should head there. We should. Lunch, let's go. A uh, couple of minutes to 12 on 5AA. Mark, thank you, and go to the Your Say website this week to have you say.
2: Thank you Matthew.
1: Marcel, my guest from uh, the Adelaide Beach Management Review.